if I put it on like my profile on any dating sites or whatever, you kind of realize people don't read shit for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had one person like we were like had a really good conversation and stuff. And I don't think they read that I was poly because I said something about like, yeah, my yeah, that's something that me and my partner were like talking about the other day, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, pretty much asked if it was a business partner or an actual partner. Oh, damn. And I was just like, that'd be weird if I was talking about my business partner. I would have just, I wouldn't have prefaced it as that, you right. know, if it was a business partner. I would have been like, oh, yeah, I have a, I have a homie that I work with. We were talking about this. I wouldn't have said, you know, yeah. it's, it's the language in the context. And then, like, they have just been like, oh, and just ghosted or, like, or they like change what what it says in their bio or whatever mm-hmm. before like unmatching and stuff yeah. and stuff like that and like it'll be things like that and like I've noticed a lot of black people just have like this weird connotation with it or whatever it's almost like uh, some people just find out you're poly and then just drop off the face of the earth <laughs> so they just be dropping off the face of the earth just like we about to drop this beat. Poppin' Poltergeist, it's your favorite friendly podcast apparition, Spirit, back with another episode of Spirit Speaks, part two of this conversation with my boo thing on polyamorous relationships, our experiences, um, our opinions. Hopefully we're dropping a couple gems, but you know, if not, just enjoy the conversation, enjoy the laughs, and as of course, as mentioned in the previous episode... The returning guest, and like I just said five seconds ago, my boo thing, y'all may know him, well, his close friends and family know him as Wade Blair II, his fans know him as B. Jeff, and I know him as Baby Cakes. Introduce <laughs> yourself. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, she literally just started calling me Baby Cakes two weeks ago, <laughs> and now you won't stop calling me that. Like, it makes me pressured to find one for you. I just have you. I just call you young. <laughs> you do. But, uh. Are you weighty? <laughs> no, please, Lord. Weighty, my baby. No! Please, God! No! no. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you guys are disgusting. <laughs> gross. Stop with all the cuteness. Ugh. Like, barf. <laughs> They're just like, man. Like, we, ne- we never got this cutie, cute-ass shit in her last yeah. <laughs> like, This wasn't shit on that other show she used to be on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nah, they, 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 things be different, you know? Different partners, different relationships, different vibes. So. Yeah, like, um, I guess, like, there was, there was this one person I was seeing that, like, was really... Really weird with with the shits. Um, like one of the first things they would like they, they introduce themselves as was like they were kind of just like just to let you know I'm just a slut. And, like oh, which is like whatever, fine, do you? You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, shout out Amber Rose. You know what I mean? So it's whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of like okay, I don't really judge. I have friends that are sex workers. I have friends who just fucking fuck around or whatever. I don't really care. It has nothing to do with me personally. You know? Do you. But throughout the knowing this person, meeting in person was kind of really awkward the three times we met in person. Just because of, like, the questions they would ask. It's what? like... They, what person are we talking about again? This is uh one of... This is, like, a former partner that, that I had. That, that, that was a, the weird white woman... Okay, because you jumped to... into this, and I was just like very lost of where we were starting the story. We was already, already getting, we was already getting in the in the intro, so was, <laughs> might as well get back to whatever we was talking about. Um, but this woman, she she was cool and like very like you know on on the on the shits for for the most part, but then she would drop weird comments or questions about like being black. So the one that got got me really like, all right, lady, you need to calm yourself, was when she had hit me with the, so I've been with a few black guys. Is it a thing that like you guys are always late to something? 
No, she didn't. Yeah, she hit, me with, the, she hit me with the CPT. What is CPT? <laughs> Bruh, nah. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my face. See, this and I was like, that was honestly the last time I was like, I was ever like with them and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, I can't. I can't yeah, do this. No. I can't do this no more. And it's just like, first of all, lady, you live a fucking hour away, which is why we only talk like pretty much and only met like out of the three months we've like known each other, we've only physically met like three times. Yeah. Because you live an hour out. So like I'm not trying to like have to fucking make this motherfucking drive too often because like goddamn this is too this is already too much. Right. And like I don't really mind like visiting people like an hour out, none like that, but like in general it's like you're making this really awkward to like be in the same room as you and not yeah. like just want to just cringe into like a ball of nothingness that's one of the things where it's like yeah i get you want to know about black culture because you grew up in fucking small town usa you know what i'm saying you you up there in the mountains and shit or whatever but the fuck. It's also but there's there's ob- obligation to yeah. like have to educate your eyes like they take a lot of initiative out of trying to understand black culture a lot and then they have no tact with it either and that's like part of the whole thing it's like i have no problem sharing culture with someone who's not in my culture yeah. But it's like how you go about it. It's like you can't you can't just be like dating a Korean person and just be like, why you eat this? You know, it's like you can't say yeah. that or like why this or or you date an Indian person like why this smell like this or why yeah. your mama like nails are yellow or it's, something. That's like that's the whole disrespectful it's part of it. It's easier to share. I think in my experience, it's been easier to share culture with people who are also minorities than to share it with white people sometimes because I I think honestly it just comes from that issue of privilege kind of you know mm-hmm. that whole distinction um and the difference with sharing like your culture with other minorities is that you're both coming from that same kind of background it's just different so my family loves telling the story about how as a kid like I was as a baby in a diaper I had a crush on some little kid who was also a baby in a diaper at my daycare that was, like, dark-skinned, and I was, like, not paying attention to cute, light-skinned little baby, which I also thought was fucked up that they kept trying to refer to the dark-skinned baby as nappy-headed and all this other stuff, and that they wanted me to go towards the light-skinned baby because I'm light-skinned. I don't know. But starting off dating, like, my dating was very, like, racially all over the place. Like, I dated a white guy, I dated African, Puerto Rican, black. Like, it didn't really... Race was not a factor for me. If I thought you were cute and you asked me to be your girlfriend, odds are I was going to be your girlfriend. <laughs> but um, as I got older in high school, um, I moved to a small town and I started having issues with dating where it was guys would be like, oh, I like you, but I can't date you because you're black. Or, oh, I date you, but it has to be a secret because you're black. Or, oh, I can date you, but you could never meet my parents because you're black. Or they just want to say that they dated a black girl or the idea of them wanting to sleep with a black girl, which I was a virgin then and I was very serious about staying a virgin. Um, So it was just a lot of like fucked up fetishizing (laughs) shit. And I kind of stopped dating white as often. Like it wasn't like I was completely against it. I've, you know, I would attempt to, it just became difficult because of the cultural differences that weren't really present when I was younger. Like when I was like, I I started dating in like middle school when I first had my little boyfriends and stuff, you know, and race wasn't an issue then. The older that we got, it became more and more of an issue. Um, But I will say I did date uh, a white guy last summer who I was very apprehensive (laughs) at first because I was just like, man, it's been a good grip since I didn't even attempted, you know, going going white and uh you know because of the issues with culturally and you know racially and just you know those issues but he was really really woke like up to date on stuff like new like it wasn't never had issues or never made it feel uncomfortable racially like it was and he like understood black culture like was very like not ignorant like you know so he was invited to cook up and Kali with a plate yeah (laughs) so i don't know i really liked him um still think it kind of sucks that it didn't work out, but it is what it is. Not, you know, relationships are for reasons and seasons. And I guess we were a season. That season passed. What was that for? Stop that. Stop. <laughs> they can't see. I know, they but stop. See, we're not so talking can... about that. We're not. 
That was just respectful. Stop it, dang. It was. <laughs> Especially because I tactfully avoided even bringing that up. <laughs> you were like, I'm going to do it anyways. I leave past partners alone, damn it. Like, but I still think, like, one thing I've noticed, <laughs> even more so being polyamorous, is that, like, the idea of having a type is a very prevalent thing. Even if you have types, we have types. You know, like... Bad bitches, bad bitches, all I like. No, it's bad bitches is the only thing. I don't care. You never say it right. I never never will. I never will. Uh, (laughs) uh, It's like the OCD in me. Like, no, stop. Why? No, Brent used to do that shit to me too. And it would be like, (laughs) I'm like, what is it with men that just want to aggravate their partners by doing something that's slightly off kilter just because (laughs) you know it and annoys your partner? Like, why do you do that to me? This is what nightmares are made of. <laughs> no, see, see, spiders and scorpions are what nightmares are made of. Also, the spider scorpion. <laughs> that has nothing to do with polyamory. Like, I mean, no, no, we're not about to, no, no, we are not about to try to connect the dots on this one. We're going to let that one go. We're going to let it go. Let it ride. Just let it sail away. It was here. It came. The currents <laughs> taking it away. Let's <laughs> drift it off. Lord Jesus, I feel like <laughs> so. I low key feel like you have a type when it comes to dating. Yeah, man. Bad bitches, bad bitches. Look, bro. nigga. Look, <laughs> damn it, <laughs> Yeah, I would say. I would say so too. I would say. Um, what? 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 What did? Or <laughs> say Wade likes uh what do you say? He's like, wait, wait, like, like voluptuous women or some shit. Like, he used to say some shit like that all the time. It was like, okay, guy, you don't have to say it like that. I like thickums. I, that's like, that's how I like to say it. It's like steakums, but they thick. <laughs> thickums. Get them in store today. I'm dying. Um, on sale at your cleaners Walmart. Stop. No, I'm not. There's some respect. I'm on sale at Target, damn it. Target. <laughs> say Walmart. Fuck out of here. Oh, I can't with you. I can't take you seriously for shit. Um, it's supposed to be a serious conversation. <laughs> and then turn into Comedy Central. Uh, yeah, I would say definitely you like, you know, BB dubs. Um... Not Buffalo Wild Wings. Stop. That sucks. Stop. <laughs> but I also think, like, I think... But you... I do like Bed Bath & Body... Or Bath & Body Works, too, so... I also think you have a thing for non-binary people, too. That just happens to be a, a common theme. I don't actively seek. That's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so guilty. That sounded so guilty. Why did that sound so guilty? Uh, I did not hit Stop. her. Stop. I did not... At all. <laughs> no, like, because, I mean, at least since I've dated you, the majority of people you have dated have also been other non-binary people. It's not my fault. So you like thick non-binary and, people. And 50% of them have been mixed. Damn. Oh, you are such one of those. He's one of those. <laughs> you know what they You know what they say? Uh, the, the, the ideal... <laughs> I can't even do this bit. I didn't even know they'd all been mi- like, well, not all, but like they did been mixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, I feel like such a type now. <laughs> I mean, but you, 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 but you just black and white. You not. It's not like you, you black tie and Hispanic. Get out of my face. <laughs> Get- not like you black tie and Hispanic, bro. That that was black tie and Hispanic. Yeah, I didn't really. I didn't know Tor was Asian until they started making me a bunch of like Asian dishes randomly, and I was like. You know, I'm going to like, probably, like, bleep out these names and stuff that yeah. you keep using. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Stop using people's names. <laughs> what? It's like, a, it's like a hip-hop song. You just bleep them out or go put it in reverse and then people... <laughs> Nigga, you making me have to work extra hard on this audio editing knowing good and damn well I don't know shit about audio it's editing. Hard. Dude, the, doing the, beep, the bleep out on Audacity is mad easy. I've done it before. Yeah. It's mad easy. I'm, I did it on the, the second episode. Beep! Cause, yeah. If I don't have like really consent to talk about certain people on the podcast, I'm not going to because I just, yeah, I'm not trying to cause them problems. I'm trying not to, too. No, you're not. You've been name dropping everyone. Uh, uh, I've name dropped everyone. Three people. I've talked no. about at least six people. No, you, you name dropped the one person you just did. You name dropped 
your friend who's also a roommate. You, I never name dropped nobody. Actually, with that, didn't name drop nobody. You off off the record. You, you said, just said no. You just said baby. Yeah, my roommate. What what about all yeah? That? You named him. Uh, I didn't name. Then you named. No, you just named him. No, I didn't, cause this part edited out. <laughs> but no, no, Ty don't count, cause they're they're just regular people. Oh damn, he said y'all ain't important enough. <laughs> they're not. They're not part of the. I'm not talking about my relationships with them like that. It's I know. Okay. I know. I'm fucking with them. It's okay if they send me a cease and desist because their names on my podcast are like. Um. But anywho, I think you helped me realize I have a type. Bad niggas. Bad niggas. All you like. Damn. You do be liking dudes with long hair, though. I do, but I always have. And it's funny because my ass is going bald right now. So mm-hmm. I was just like... But I mean, like, Michael Jackson, like, he always had long hair and I liked him. And then there's Justin Bieber and, you know, he had the hair at the flip mm-hmm. and, and the Corbin Blue and he had, you know, the hair, the drip. Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh, man. I think realizing that I liked men with long hair was part of what helped me realize I was gay. <laughs> I might have to ruin Justin Bieber for you real quick. No, I know. I know. I don't like him no more. Oh, oh someone's talking about the, uh, the run, run less n- lonely nigga. Yes. No, stop. Why are yeah. you? Okay, yeah. look. <laughs> you, you, keep, uh, you keep. When I join the KKK, there'll be one less lonely nigga. You keep. Justin Bieber. You bring up race more than the mixed person with the race <laughs> complex issue. Like it's only because I just watched this YouTuber go go through and rate how how non-black people say the n-word, and I totally forgot about Justin Bieber doing that. I'm editing this part out too. <laughs> There's so many edits on this. I'm gonna have to really question if I'm bringing you back. <laughs> you see, this is what happens when they silence you when you have peak peak entertainment quality. Okay, Kanye. Okay, I'm gonna say this. They say I'm Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is dead. Okay. Gandhi is dead. I'm gonna say Kanye is dead. I'm gonna edit this out of the podcast because they don't need to know this, but you're making me laugh so hard. Because <laughs> it's like, anywho, so. Lady Gaga is the creative director of Polaroid. See, I, I like some of the Gaga songs. What she know about cameras? Dude, Kanye is one of the best quoted <laughs> celebrities of all time because. And then his quotes so back really to polyamory. <laughs> back to polyamory. The whole purpose of this episode. Sorry. And the episode that. before it. <laughs> I have ADHD. Really? <laughs> Sorry. My sarcastic asshole be coming out sometimes. I'm like, nah, shit, for real. Nah. I think I think they noticed. Probably. <laughs> Just a little bit. They probably noticed like 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know that I had a coming out process to poly being polyamorous have you had a coming out process to being polyamorous uh probably not i didn't even have a coming out process for being queer i just kind of like well this is how i am cool that's pretty much it yep i don't really try to make it too deep or anything like that um i guess like it was more of a realization of something that like i kind of already knew Mm-hmm. More or less. And I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, I just don't... I try, I mean, it's, it's however somebody interprets it for themselves or whatever, right? So, yeah. for me, I just don't see it as a big... Like, not, not, to say, not that I don't see it as a big deal. But it's more that, like, those who need to know will know. Mm-hmm. And those who don't won't. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like that thing where, like, to not define someone by how they live... Like, I like a specific characteristic of how they live their life, but more how they are as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, if I chose to, like, live my life as a broke boy and just legitimately just, like, buy a bunch of just dumb shit all the time and, like, just be irresponsible with my cash, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But that doesn't define me as a fucking person. It, does, it defines me as a fucking irresponsible person with money. But it doesn't say that, like, I'm a shit person, this, that, and third. And I feel like a lot of people will take, they'll take that simple idea of, like, that. And then they'll expound upon it being, like, even from a queer perspective. Like, oh, you're queer, so that means you are, like, this, that, and the third. You have to mm-hmm. be flamboyant like this. You have to be like this. You have to always be like, yes! You know, you have to listen to show tunes and you shit like that. You shit on my audio. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can, I can read waveforms. I know. I hope you can. 
I hope that's something you can do. But, um, yeah, it's it's like that thing where, like, they expect you to be, if you're queer, they expect you to be this, that, and third, or whatever. So, like, with Polly, a lot of people expect you to, like, have this weird sense of, like, you're always fucking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that that's, that's the main thing. It's just, like, that's just an excuse for, for cheaters do. or blah, blah, blah. No, but... I'm you know, so <laughs> But you know what I mean? Because, like, they think that, like, it's, like, mm-hmm. an, you're a revolving door. Yeah. And it's, like, that's not how... That's not how poly works. At least, not for me, not for you. You know what I'm saying? You don't know how it works for me. No. <laughs> you, you know how, like, it, it, it could possibly work that way for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Someone could just take the idea of, like, a Nola Darling lifestyle and just crank it up to 100, you know? Mm-hmm. And be like, no, I want a new person every week. No repeats. Nah. Uh, what was that BS song? Go, like, all styles. No stylist. I don't do repeats or whatever the fuck. It's essentially like the same thing where it's just like people will have this idea of like Polly being like, oh, you're you're just trying to like make a list essentially of like how many people you slept with or blah, blah, blah. Or like they think it's an excuse for cheaters or whatever the fuck. And it's like that's not necessarily what it is at all. And it just depends on who the person is overall on Mm -hmm. how they define it. Because then, then people think swinging is ultimately how poly works and it's like no that's a completely different thing altogether as well where it's like yeah it falls under like a similar umbrella but it's how you and your partner define it yeah so if it's something where like you only are bringing someone into the bedroom to play together and you're just not expounding upon an emotional relationship only physical yeah then i don't really see a it, ton of that different because it's a form of non-monogamy but it's not but it's polyamory not, exactly because i'm just like it's closer to monogamy because you're still with the one partner but you're it's just sharing it's non-monogamy a, well I was, i'm just thinking about like sharing a shared sex ex- experience versus like having a relationship with yeah someone or whatever because one is very is more intimate you know? yeah and that's really what i mean because like a lot of people who do do the whole like we're just bringing someone in just to spice up the mm-hmm. relationship they'll still see their relationship the as unicorn a, hunters well i would say well yeah but they'll still see the relationship as a monogamous relationship because they're yeah. just like we're not emotionally invested with this third person right. or whatever right. and that's just that's on them you know what i'm saying which i typically don't like because typically in those type of situations they're devalue devaluing and commodifying a person you know yeah. like they're not treating them as a they're objectifying them yeah you know and i don't like that that's definitely something we talk about a lot and like i'm in like several like polyamorous groups on like facebook and like i listen to polyamorous podcasts and stuff and so that's a common theme that like is reiterated is like unicorn hunters are like no no it's like mm-hmm. you know um just because there's a lot of like issues that kind of go into that like i would personally say so the idea between like relationship hierarchy and relationship anarchy is in a hierarchy you have a uh, everyone has a set position you have a main partner that you're going to have like more relationship um benefits with they're going to have more things like veto power like be able to control your relationship with your other partners and they would typically come first as a priority and then you'd have like a second partner maybe one that you don't live with that you're in a relationship with but they come second to your first relationship and that's typically and idealistically generally how hierarchy relationship hierarchy works relationship anarchy is more so where every relationship is treated equally no one is above the other one relationship can't control the other relationship like they're all their own separate one relationships and they're independent upon each other and i think i fall somewhere in a middle ground between those two where i practice what is called descriptive hierarchy so for instance like right now currently wade is my only boyfriend he's the only person that i'm in a relationship with at this point in time and because i do have like there's you know another person that i see more casually and like i go on dates and stuff like that but in the meantime there's no one in my life who i have a commitment with you know outside of you so descriptively you come first because you're my only boyfriend but it's not like I'm just like, I wouldn't let you be like, you can't date this person or, you know, I don't like them. So you can't do X, Y, and Z. And I don't do that to you either. Like when you date other people and stuff, even if I don't like them, I don't mm-hmm. be like, I don't be like, yeah, you can't sleep with them no more. I'd be like, that's, that's none of my business. Like your relationship, as long as 
you respect my boundaries, you're honest with me, and you're communicating with me, then I'm not going to, like, have really anything to say because those are your relationships. They're not my business. Like, they're, I, I would love to be cool with, like, my metas. So metas is a term, metamore. It describes your partner's partner. So if Wade had another girlfriend, they would be my metamore. I'm not in a relationship with them, but we have a shared partner. Heard that hoe? Play your position. Stop that. Stay in your lane. Stop that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we don't talk to people like that. We don't. Not 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 in real life. No. But yeah, I practice what is descriptive hierarchy. So just because you are the only person in my that I'm in a relationship with, you would come be for someone that I'm just seeing casually who I'm not in a relationship with. You know, because we have more of a commitment to, like, for instance, holiday with my family. You're the person I'm going to bring with me, not the person I see casually. And I wouldn't expect to go to the person I'm seeing casually's holiday events either. You know, but that's something that we could do because we have a more serious connection. That doesn't mean that that would stay the same if I entered another relationship that had the same level of commitment. So what's your idea and approach on that, on the whole, like, relationship hierarchy anarchy type of thing i guess i don't know so it's like i guess i would be somewhere in the middle too i guess for the most part just because i don't like like you i don't have another person like necessarily at that stage in my life to be able to like put them in as a actual like partner that i'm dating and seeing consistently Mm -hmm. um working towards being serious or anything like that Mm -hmm. so i would say that's kind of i'm kind of literally in the same position as you where it's like descriptive or yeah (laughs) like i call it descriptive i thought thought you were gonna say (laughs) (laughs) non-denomination we practice (laughs) non-denomination polyamory I love that. I'm gonna start calling it that. We practice We get together every Sunday. We just we discuss uh, how how we're gonna be doing this different than the other plate of the other people doing poly. We we discuss other the poly schedules. Yeah. Who spends the night with who on which dates? I get him Thursday through Sunday. You get <laughs> Monday through. It was like that for a while, too. Yeah, it was. But, yeah, uh, so yeah, I would say non-denominational slash descriptive uh, polyamory is probably where I'm at, too. Mainly because there's one person that, like, I've, I guess I technically have been seeing, but we haven't gone on dates like that, that, like, our schedules just don't line up the best. So, like, normally when we do see each other, we're just hanging out, like, watching TV or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. Because, like, we just don't have the time within both of our schedules crossing over to where it's, like, we can go out and do something or whatever the fuck. Normally we just stay in or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, since we haven't gone out on a real date or anything like that, I can't really necessarily even say that we're, quote-unquote, dating. Plus, they do have a nesting partner. So, it's, Mm -hmm. like, it would be a whole different conversation with them anyways because of their own personal relationship with their spouse or whatever have you and so like whatever we're doing right now is cool we're hanging out and stuff mainly like it's more like closer to like a friends with benefits type deal but it's not that's not the label that we use or Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck um but yeah it's mainly because like it's sex is not the main thing like we literally just hang out and fucking watch like marvel flicks and shit sometimes and just fucking geek over nerd stuff and like sex it's totally not involved sometimes so it's like for me i guess that's the ideal route i like to take do you think you are you wanting to approach deepening it with this person um i've thought about it but i don't think that like that's how our dynamic is Mm -hmm. necessarily um it would just depend on how like a real date yeah i I get that i mean yeah so it's just like how would we function out in, like, public doing normal fucking shit or whatever the fuck? Yeah. Because it's, like, everything's been mad simple. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't... We haven't, like I said, we haven't even done, like, a real outdate or whatever the fuck like that. Just because our shits don't line up. So have most of the people that you've been dating since being polyamorous also been polyamorous? There was some that weren't, um, and, like... 
they did the whole it's one it's a weird thing to feel like you got played because so like it's that thing where like you feel like you you're like you get used or whatever and someone just like fucking uses you as like a one night stand or whatever that they're trying to like make it like you know seem like they're like trying to do other stuff or whatever the fuck so i've had a lot of those too where it's like a lot of people just kind of being like yeah i'm gonna use you for sex but not being clear not clarifying it or whatever the fuck and mm-hmm. then like we hook up or whatever and then it's like ghost or whatever and yeah. It's just like I would say that's one thing that I do struggle with a lot. It's like finding that um, connection in order to like vet the person more or less. Because mm-hmm. uh, like dating via screen, it's hard to get certain things. Like, and you could be you could be anybody. True. Like behind a screen, you know what I'm saying? You can ba- you can base your personality off of literally anything in the world. Like you could just be you could be you could want to like catfish someone so bad that you literally build a computer program to fucking catfish yeah. someone and you just do that for fun to make yourself feel better about yourself yeah. and like you know whatever whatever I'm not saying it's good but I'm not saying it's bad either people got their own ways they cope with however whatever they're dealing with but it's like that concept of like lack of communication or like almost outright lying with or omitting what your actual true intentions are or whatever has been one thing that's been hard to navigate within the poly community as well, because a lot of people say they're poly, where they're actually Monago. <laughs> Monagi, bro? You mon- Sorry, stupid YouTuber was I'll watching. I say they're monogamish. <laughs> the, the, there's a YouTuber that I was watching that was talking about, like, oh, it's poly, so, like, you know, common now. You just say, yeah, I'm poly, bro. So what do you say if you're monogamous? Like, I'm Monagi, bro. Mm. I'm a Nago. I'm mono. But, um, but technically you would mono. be mono because that is the actual Latin mm-hmm. term. But, yeah, and some people are just actually just monogamous and, like, they just kind of, like, or, or they're on break with a partner and they're not telling you they're on break with a partner or something like yeah. that. And then you end up being, like, almost in the middle of being, like, a home wrecker or whatever, yeah. but, you're, but you're technically not. But, like, because there was someone who I was, like, seeing for a minute and, like, mm-hmm. we were we were cool and stuff, like, they're kind of like a basic bitch, kind of boring, but like they're into like getting into other stuff. And like, that's the one thing is like, if you're open to like getting into other shit, I'm always gonna be kind of cool with that. Cause like, I can be kind of boring too or whatever. I just like, sometimes I just like sitting home fucking watching YouTube or TV all day or whatever the fuck. But also like, people who that's, that's their whole personality, that's all they do is kind of just hard to really like get in with a conversation or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. at the very basic levels of things. And like, she was pretty cool for the most part and then we actually like met up and stuff hung out hooked up or whatever and then like later that day they were pretty much just like yeah my or i guess the next time we we're supposed to meet up, that's what it was it was like not nah, it was a couple days later they were like yeah my my ex or my baby dad's or whatever was like is kind of tripping blah 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 this then the third and i was like okay i don't really want to be in that drama and shit whatever right mm-hmm I'll hang out with you as long as, like, you get your shit figured out or whatever. Yeah. And then they were pretty much telling me, like, yeah, I got my shit figured out, whatever, this and that. And they're like, all right, cool. Let me know when you want to hang again and then go. So I was like, why'd you go through all this effort if this was always going to be the ultimate end result regardless? Because you already know your relationship with your your, with your ex and everything. So that's also something yeah. that I think is hard to navigate within, like, the poly world is that you have people who pretend to be cheating. and they're actually cheating and then like yeah. you know it's hard to navigate like what is this person's actual relationship with like their ex or their current partner or what have you yeah. and like they'll just use a person being poly as an excuse to be like oh like they're also a cheater so I'm gonna mm-hmm. cheat with them and it's like that's not how that works at all there's a whole communication aspect to it. Like, you'll tell me when you're seeing your partner and I'll be like, all right, cool, have fun, day safe, or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck. And it's like, and whatever. Yeah. I think one thing that is funny is like, so like, I, in the beginning when I first, so when I first started practicing polyamory after the years of studying and everything, I was opening up a monogamous relationship. And I was very transparent about the fact that I had a boyfriend and stuff like that. And I noticed a lot of the men that I was matching with were really into the idea of thinking that I was cheating. Like they were like, Oh yeah, this is cool. So he don't know. And I'm like, no, he knows. And like, what do you mean? He knows like he's aware I'm not cheating on him. Like we are consensually practicing non-monogamy together. He's aware 
he's seen my profiles. He's like literally sitting right next to me as I'm messaging you. Um, and then when they realized like I'm not cheating, they would ghost because they were more attracted to the idea of cheating mm. than actually me. I also had this one date. Oh my god, it was one of the worst dates I've been on. But um, a friend of mine set me up with a friend of theirs. Um, oh yeah. Oh, this guy. A friend of mine did me a favor. Um, and so they had a friend who was moving to the city, and they were wanting to set me up on a date with them because they thought we'd be like a good match and stuff. And you know, their friend needs to like meet people that they're moving to this new city and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like I can, you know. I can meet them and whatnot, you know, be fine. Oh my God. If you have not seen, um, she's got to have it, the movie or the series, like this guy was like Greer from <laughs> she's got to have it. Like he was super no, late. No, nah, babe, let me take your picture. You look so sexy when you fucking get angry like that. You don't want me, want me to give you consent. So, uh, he was super late to the day. Um, at this point in time, me and Wade were in a relationship and Wade and I have always been polyamorous, like from start to now, like we've never closed our relationship. We've never been monogamous with each other. We went into the relationship knowing that that's the type of relationship we were having. But so this guy was like mad late to the date, wanted me to meet him at a gym instead because I guess he wanted me to watch him work out and I was like not interested, even though we had already agreed to meet me at a restaurant together and i was at this restaurant waiting for him that's on a date right so, unless you're both literally actively going to the gym together that's right no and i was dressed for a dinner date <laughs> so i was like f it i'm about to leave I was like, no, no no i'll be there so i was like fuck it i'll wait around just because he was my friend's friend then the entire time he's we're on this date like he kept asking like wanting me to take pictures of him like over and over again like oh no get my good angle and like other stuff and then it was like, he kept asking about you the entire time, too. He was like, so, does your boyfriend know you're here? And I'm like, yes. He knows where I'm at. He knows who I'm with. What What if, does your boyfriend come here often? I was like, we've we've come here together before a few times. And he was like, uh, what, what would happen if he walked in right now? I don't know. Would he approach us? So I was like, he might introduce himself. And then if he's here he's probably on a date too like i don't know or he's probably hanging out with some friends or something like he might just come to introduce himself to not be weird you know what i mean but he's not gonna like stay around and hang out and bother us while we're supposed to be on a date like so or he could just like not introduce himself at all because he don't want to bother me while i'm doesn't want to bother me while i'm on a date so i don't know like and then he was like just it was he was mad weird i just yeah i did not continue talking to him after that (laughs) Mm. but i get things like that like guys are just so pressed to try to make someone jealous or like they like the competition aspect of it it's like it's not a competition this is something that i've said the entire time i've been monogamous and the entire time i've been polyamorous i will never leave someone for someone else that's not something i'm ever gonna do if i leave your ass it's because you fucked up it has nothing to do with anyone else involved like you know what i mean so like guys coming into it thinking it's a competition there's no competition you can't make me leave someone like that person can make me leave their ass you can't do that like and you trying to think that you can make me leave someone is probably what's gonna make me leave your ass like Mm. so i don't know i don't like that whole competition idea of it like i've never felt in competition with any of your partners even though we're very similar we have things about us that are different. Like your other partners aren't going to be me and I'm not going to be them. I'm not going to be able to bring to the table what they bring and they can't bring to the table what I bring. So we just all make you happy in different ways. You know, we connect in different ways. Same with you versus other people that I've dated, you know, like I don't one partner. I can go to the, the haunted houses with them and stuff. You're not a partner. I can take to mm-hmm. the haunted houses, you know, because I mean? I'll hit the actors and they'll kick me out. So much fun. Hey man, if you grow up from niggas is trying no, to fight you all the time. I grew up like that and I don't be swinging on them. I know where I'm at. I know they're gonna jump out to scare me. Like, but they, I don't want them to touch me. If they touch me, they get hit. I'm sorry. They don't typically touch you unless you're okay with them touching you. They didn't touch me this last time. That's good. I felt. But you also probably ain't going to the haunted hoochie. They, I will never go back to the haunted hoochie. The haunted hoochie. Last time I was at the haunted hoochie, I was like 12 years old, and this creepy ass adult man in a clown costume with a chainsaw kept sniffing me and asking me if I was wearing Victoria's Secret body spray. And I was like, no, 
I don't even remember what it was. It was like probably like Dove or some shit. I don't know. Olay something. Like <laughs> Mary Kay. I don't fucking know. It wasn't no damn Victoria's Secret. I was 12 years old and it felt very creepy and like I felt very uncomfortable. So, and Hanahuchi racist, so we don't fuck with them. Yeah, they some Nazis. <laughs> yeah. But nah, uh, so when I came out as polyamorous with my family, like, it wasn't really surprising. It wasn't, so I don't believe there is really anyone who was surprised at all um, on my end. It's kind of weird because, like, so I've always gotten, when I came out as queer, I got mixed reactions. Some people were like, oh, no, you can never bring a girl around here. Some people were like, you're bi, I thought you were going to say you're gay. And, like, and then some people were just like, okay, cool. He accepts you and love you. And then some people would flip-flop on their reactions mm-hmm. to me, too. So I think for the most part, there are some people who definitely voiced their disagreement with my lifestyle. I don't want to say it's lifestyle because I don't feel... I feel like being polyamorous for me is the same thing as being queer. It's not something that I chose to be. It's just who I am, mm-hmm. like monogamy never felt comfortable for me I never felt happy in monogamy even when I was completely happy in my relationship just like being queer like I don't choose to be attracted to trans and and women and you know non-binary people I just am attracted to those people so that's just kind of how I feel about polyamory some people you know choose you know will disagree they're like it's a choice we choose to act on it you can be queer and not date people or sleep with people of the same gender or different genders but that doesn't make you any less queer mm-hmm. <laughs> like same as polyamorous a lot of most polyamorous people especially in america start off practicing monogamy that's kind of what we all are trained to do but i digress coming out no one was really surprised of course i had people voice their opinions on it and be like i don't agree you shouldn't do this i've had people voice their opinions with me dating queer people i'm like i'm a queer people like how <laughs> Like, there are some people who are just really ignorant and think that there's something wrong or dangerous about dating queer men. I'm like, honestly, the ones that are out (laughs) are the safest ones because they're not hiding who they're sleeping with. Like, and they are typically more honest about statuses and stuff like that. Like, so I'd prefer to be with people who are out than the people who haven't come out yet because there's still a lot of secrecy and hiding and... Anywho... I've had mixed reviews across the board. I've not had any friends who were not supportive. At least if they aren't, they don't say nothing to me. And I don't know that they're not. Uh, My best friend, definitely supportive. Uh, And I don't think necessarily that there are people who... Some people aren't... It's not that they're not supportive. It's just that they're like, didn't get it. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, explain to me how this is going to work. Especially when they realize I actually have a boyfriend and like they've seen how we interact and that we're very cool about it. And like, they were like, wait, he's not upset. He's not jealous. I'm like, no, he's cool. Like, I remember a few weeks ago, um, you had called me and, um, partner of mine was on their way over and I was like, you know, like, Hey, all right. I think I said something about them coming indoors or something. I was like, said hi to them, called them by name. And you're like, Oh, they're coming over. I was like, yeah, they just got here. And you're like, oh, cool. Have fun. Stay safe. And then, like, they came up there and were like, oh, that was Wade on the phone? And I was like, yeah. I was like, what do you say? He's like, have fun. Stay safe. He's like, cool. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> my partner literally told him, I was like, oh, it's Wade's birthday. Tell him happy birthday. I was mm-hmm. like, we'll do. Like, it's very, I don't, people don't believe that it can work that easily. And it's just like, it can if people are just honest about their feelings, their wants, their desires, their boundaries. They're open to communicating. And they have a healthy rein in on their jealousy and you know their insecurities i'm not saying that we don't have them you do being polyamorous doesn't make your jealousy go away it doesn't make your insecurities go away it makes you have to confront them and it helps you confront it and i think a more open and accepting way especially because like you're dealing with uh more than one person's feelings you're kind of like and not necessarily playing with, but their feelings that are going to get affected by it. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of, I feel like a lot of monogamous relationships allow for the bottling up of emotions, mainly just because you don't really have, it's only really affecting like the one person really or whatever have you. And like, it just, you know, you feel like, oh, if I just don't tell them, it'll be easier. But then it's like, when you add that extra person in the mix, it's like, now I'm not telling two people that then it's like once either one of them finds out they're going to tell the other and be mm-hmm. like yo do you know that this is going on and then that second person like no 
and then the communication issues yeah. are going to be doubled, tripled, quadrupled, whatever have you, mm-hmm. then, like, actually just being open with the person, just straightforward, because, like, like I said, it's easier in, like, a monogamous relationship when it's just the one person, and you're, it, you know, it can just, quote-unquote, disappear. Like, that's why yeah. a lot of people don't say anything, because they're like, oh, well, if I don't say anything, it'll just go away. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes it does go away or whatever, but it's like, that level of trust that could have been there is just not there now. Yeah. And like being in a poly relationship just requires more emphasis on that part. So what would you say are our three cons about being polyamorous? The people who, I guess, kind of like, I guess let's say the unicorn hunters or whatever, the people who kind of just look for poly people as like an excuse for their own like selfish desires which you're allowed to have selfish desires whatever have you but it's like the communication aspect of like being able to lie about it um and then like kind of like then giving them the blame by saying oh well you cheat all the time blah blah blah, whatever Mm -hmm. another thing would be just uh the concept of having to like explain it to people a lot i fortunately i fortunately have friends that it's pretty easy to explain like it's kind of like a one-to-one ratio kind of thing they'll like i'll explain it once they'll be like okay i get it or if they have questions they'll they'll ask i'll answer it and they'll be like okay i get it what Mm -hmm. have you yeah i guess like the third thing would probably just be like the issue when it comes to like societal like you know ideologies behind it or whatever the fuck Mm because like uh before the laws of like the monogamous marriage cycle uh within like you know modern society happened there was multiple polyamorous relationships going on numerous numerous relationships and uh communities were formed through it and fucking there's a whole thing Mm -hmm. where like a lot of ancient cultures are based within polyamory itself Mm -hmm. so i think that concept of like just not understanding where polyamory's like been and what it means to be polyamorous like getting those uh misconceptions out of the way i think those are like probably the three biggest things there's like people taking advantage people not understanding um and then just the overall like misconceptions behind it i feel that i think i kind of agree with you i think part of what sucks about being polyamorous or like the, the cons are definitely I feel there's definitely this expectation that I'm more of a sexual being than I am. I also partially get that because I work at a sex store. So, like, (laughs) but, like, yeah, I think people just assume I'm more sexual and people approach me as if it's, like, I'm only searching for sexual relationships, which I'm not. (laughs) Like, that's not really my, my MO. I, like... I'm a hopeless romantic. I like romance. I like dates. Take me out. Let's like have experiences and shit. Like that's what I'm looking for. Let's make connections. Let's vibe. Like let's do that. That's what I'm looking for in life. I just ideally want to be able to do that with two people for the rest of my life. Like, (laughs) And I think within like the way that the online dating world kind of works now, they'll see like, let's say like that, that is what you have on your, like, you know, your profiles and stuff or whatever. And I like, they'll just take that a lot of people take that as, oh, you're just looking to have, quote-unquote, a good time. Yeah. Or whatever. And it's like, no, it's not necessarily what that means. My boyfriend position's already filled. She just wants some extra dick. And it's like, no. like <laughs> Exactly. And it's like people don't understand that um, just because you see, let's say, one person describe it this way and mean it that way doesn't mean that the next person does view it that way or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Because especially within, within uh, dating on, you know, apps and stuff like that, you get a limited amount of time and characters to yeah. explain. Plus, you want to seem like more, you know, uh, approachable. So you don't want to put too much information, but you don't want to put too little information. And yeah. so there's a whole thing where like a lot of people do templates, essentially, of profiles yeah. where they kind of all say the same thing. But that's because of the way what their true intentions are get misconstrued. So they force you to get to know to get to know them and like i feel like a lot of people still are trying to skip that step and like especially when it comes to like oh first time poly i just kind of want to fuck around or whatever right and it's just like that's fine whatever do your journey however you're going to do your journey Mm -hmm. but you also can't be putting other people's like you can't be putting your ideals on other people expecting them to like think that they're thinking the same way as you right 
So another thing that I kind of don't like, I think is like a con of being polyamorous, is I feel like other people do not take relationships seriously. Mm-hmm. Like they diminish it and act like it's not as serious as or, or as important because it's not monogamous. Or if we have like a main partner, like at one point in time there was someone else I was seeing that was building towards a relationship and I considered it a pretty serious relationship ish heading towards our level. And like my family was just like not mm-hmm. treating it as similar. And it was just like, can you guys please not, you know, diminish the other relationships I have? Like those are important to me as well. I think third, like dating once you have a partner is so much harder. <laughs> like once you establish a relationship, it is so hard to establish a second relationship. People are just like intimidated by it. There's a lot of people who I feel like go into polyamory saying that they're they're polyamorous and they're really just looking for a casual sexual relationship outside of their main relationship. Mm-hmm. Because that's how they approach every single relationship other than their main. And it's like they haven't outgrown some of that monogamous mindset. So I say that's another annoying part of polyamory is it's just like dating. Y'all think y'all would think dating would be easier for us because we're allowed to date more people, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's so hard. It's so hard. Um, and then like three pros, I think, of polyamory, honestly, is I have never felt more free in any of my relationships prior to becoming polyamorous. Um, I can joke around with people. I can be social and not feel like I have to overly analyze how I'm interacting with other people because I don't worry about it. Um, Two, I think the communication within polyamorous relationships are like way better because it's like we, we have to communicate so much more and there's not, we're not trying to hide things that you know sometimes people who are in monogamous relationships feel like they need to hide certain things we don't have that need you know so like we are able to be more open with each other i can have a bad date and talk to you about it and be like oh my god like you know Mm -hmm. you're not gonna believe what happened like or i can like talk to you about like a really cool date i had and you know like it's also like i get to experience more i think another pro is like getting to experience more because you date different people and different people know different cool places to hang out. They have different cultures. They like different foods, different restaurants. You just have different experiences with different people. And so I've been loving the amount of experiences I've been able to have because I'm not limited just to just going on dates with one person, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, that's another thing. And like the music taste, man, I feel the, my music playlist has grown since the mm-hmm. Cause like, I just be getting put on so much music. So the variety, the freedom and the communication, I think are three like major pros that I love about being polyamorous. What would you say your pros are? I would say one pro is that like the diversity of people that you meet in general. So like, even if you end up not being like, you know, in a relationship with that person, this, that, and the third, a lot of time, like within the poly community, they kind of just keep in touch and you're still friends regardless a lot of people just try to keep that that friendship alive or whatever at least that basic relationship of like you know just being like hey we're both in this community if you need anything any advice just let me know what's good we can still hang out do this out of third mm-hmm. so that's always like cool it's just have like the openness of the community i would say another pro probably the fact that like i mean you already kind of took the other one like the cult mm-hmm. the, the culture that people like have like you don't realize it's one of those things where like you get to you get to experience parts of the world without actually having to go out and to experience the world itself. It's because the, the those parts of the world are coming to you by diversifying yourself and like who you like you you're trying to like you know have in your life and like build relationships with this and the third like instead of going out you get to actually have those people kind of come in with the experience and you learn about stuff without going to necessarily need to spend the money to go see the places or it'll help you like now like navigate oh wow i really do want to experience that i do want to know what this culture is like it's dope that you got to experience that Mm -hmm. or that you got to learn that oh so these people are actually super open to other people coming through and like celebrating their traditional culture that's that third because you know you never know because that could be something that you want to do but you never know if that's something that can be done or whatever Mm -hmm. and then knowing those people that have done that or people that have like involved that kind of stuff is still kind of cool because you get to like 
experience, like I said, the world through other people's eyes and stuff like that. And then, I mean, that also makes it a learning experience. And I guess another would be just like knowing, honestly, getting, I like knowing other people's like hobbies and stuff, what people are into. Because honestly, that's one of the main things that'll make me kind of like aesthetically attractive to someone. If it's like you're into something that seems kind of interesting or whatever, or like at least you have like a, like, like a legitimate interest in it. Like, you know, you see. I didn't have no hobbies. <laughs> like. Yes, you did. You have what, hobbies. what hobbies? You'd be painting, you'd be writing. I ain't finished that one painting I started you'd last time. You'd, you'd be podcasting, you'd be watching movies, you'd be consuming art, you listen to I do like music that I don't listen to or haven't listened to since it came out because it was 15 fucking years ago when <laughs> shit came out. <laughs> I feel called out. <laughs> but yeah, it's even stuff like that. Even stuff like that. I have a, I have a friend back in Maryland, like, she, I swear to God, she probably has never listened to the music outside of, like, when we went to high school. Like, she, like, like, like legit, she probably don't know. She probably couldn't name three modern artists from the last 10 years off rip because, like, we graduated from high school, like, 10, 11 years ago. Damn. Yeah. It hasn't been 10 years for me yet. Has it not? Not yet? I graduated when I was 18. That's right. You graduated a year, a year after. Right? It's been nine years for me. Yeah. Going on nine. Yeah, I'm going on, I'm going on 10. <laughs> 2023 baby are you gonna go to your reunion fuck no oh. fuck no i don't like none of them racist ass niggas only if literally only if people i like go would i ever be going i'm because i don't think anybody that i like that i'm actually friends with in high school are gonna go there'll be a bunch of people who will probably be like hey i see you doing things man i see you doing things man all right then like and share motherfucker like share comment subscribe bitch <laughs> <laughs> no but uh but yeah i would say the the just the the concept of like just learning different like aspects of the world as a whole can be like breaking down broken down in like a bunch of different categories and yeah. i think dating and poly brings a lot of those pros within it because like like you said before a lot of like pretty much every other country outside of the the u.s kind of like has a rough view of like acceptance of polyamory Mm-hmm. At the very least, a very rough acceptance, but like it's still like way more common out and mm-hmm. about in the other parts of the world, and so it's like even even like that part like of like poly relationships will get give you the access essentially to like vastly different cultures that you never thought you'd ever experience without having to go to the actual place like I said before. Then you know, knowing then getting to know those people and actually like sharing like their interests and your interests and maybe even finding new interests that you didn't think that you would like because this person is now entered your life. Yeah. And then just the more gener- exposure. Yeah. And then just the general complexities of like how like build like learning relationships and with other people work and just knowing like oh wow this person like lived this life or whatever i didn't know life could be like that that's crazy mm-hmm. it's kind of like one of those things where like it gives you perspective on the world in general um which i feel like a lot of people don't end up doing um just because like we live in a country in a society oh my God, we live in a society uh where like we view like you know building a family and getting kids and like you know working until you retire that's the ideal mindset of a successful life or whatever whereas like other countries are like motherfucker get out of get out of this country that you've been in like go go see the world type shit where like you know it's not as it's not even as accessible to most people in the united states because Mm -hmm. of the way that capitalism works or whatever it's that weird thing about like wow being in this community of polyamory kind of like bridges that gap low-key where like you get to like experience a lot of things without actually experiencing them but it's one of the cool things about like you know the nature of like of human nature in general and like building relationships with people no I, it's, I, yeah. I feel it yeah it I just feels more open with polyamory so i know that i feel like um close friends and family we can listen to this episode and be like damn it we get it yo ass polyamory shut yeah. up about it now like damn um, but like I said before, like, well, it ain't about you. <laughs> it's about everybody else. I just think that there's <laughs> not a lot of representation in the polyamory community for people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, which is crazy because I've noticed like a rise in polyamory within people of color. The, yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, obviously we can't speak for everyone. 
Um, but I hope that this served as like a little window into it. You know, if you've been curious about it, if, um, it's something you've heard about and you just don't understand it, you're like, what is it? I'm hoping that we answered some of these questions for you. There's no, okay, there is a wrong way to love, but everyone's way of loving is different and what works for us may not work for you. Um, we're There's not- no ideal. Right. No ideal way. For some people, polyamory doesn't work for them. They're Mm -hmm. monogamous people. And I get that. Like, do what works for you. Do what makes you happy. It just so happens that for me and Wade, polyamory is what makes us happy. So before we, you know, completely leave off, where can the poltergeist find you? You can find me everywhere, everywhere, everywhere on social medias at B-D-O-T-J-E-F-F-301. That's B-D-O-T-J-E-F-F-301. That's B.Jeff, all spelled out, 301. I'm all streaming platforms and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I make music. I do content creation. If you guys are looking for something new, different, that you ain't never heard before, I promise you, you can find it on at least one of my projects. So, yeah, uh, that is B.Jeff everywhere and as always you can find this podcast on instagram and twitter at spirit speaks pod and you can find us on facebook at spirit speaks podcast so as always you know keep the light keep the love and keep it spooky